0: It is such an amazing privilege to be on our platform today. This is Connecting Conversations with Keija Connect. Carla, one of the co-founders of Keija Connect. And here today we've got Robert Douglas from Hatch Films. Robert, welcome to Connecting Thank you. Conversations. An Thank incredible you very privilege. Much for us to have you on our podcast today. I think it's always best that our guests do the introductions of themselves because they know it best. So tell us a bit (laughs) about you and the work that you do and and that'll be a great start into today's conversation.
1: Yeah, so I'm Robert Douglas, co-founder of Hatch Films um, and we, Hatch Films are a film production company primarily, but our whole thing is driven by uh, skills development and safe spaces um and career development for people from what the film industry consider underrepresented um in the field so we mainly focus on global majority talent people from low socioeconomic backgrounds lgbtq um yeah and female females in certain roles um are underrepresented so we look at how we can change the industry by giving um giving people that are normally overlooked in the industry. And I'll go more into detail in a little bit later about how, what that looks like. But yeah, we try to give them the foundations, the support, the career progression that they previously haven't really been offered um, by the industry.
0: Uh, That's not uh, a small undertaking in any shape or form. I think just acknowledging and hearing what kind of like it is that, that, that your work is really motivated to do, is a huge thing. And, and I think we need so much more of it. But tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you kind of get into pursuing this? This, this sounds quite specific as well, in terms of really addressing, I think it's such an important issue with regard to representation in film
1: yeah no it really is i mean i would probably start by saying like we um we as hatch films are focused on one area the the undertaking is huge and we know that some of our um some of our colleagues that run different organizations that do a similar thing within film and tv um we're all we're all holding different parts of the reins uh, to steer the horse we're all um, doing things that collectively will help change so not um i don't believe one of us will click and be able to change all of the issues in you know when it comes to um diversity and inclusion and equity in film but all of us together we all champion each other so um because we're all doing we're all taking different parts of it and uh, and driving it forward so i really came to um co-found hatch my co-founder glenn um we worked together. So we worked together at a former um, film production company, a small uh, production company that had a slight um, arm of helping people. So training people, helping people enter the industry, people from low socioeconomic backgrounds, people that were unemployed, etc. cetera. Um, and I used to head up that, that training. And then my colleague used to work on the production side and the commercial side. And then that died a death in in the first lockdown, we were given like a week's notice, and it was like, right, what do we do? Try and find a job in a lockdown and a global pandemic? Or do we try and uh, do something with what we know and what we love? Um, And ultimately we couldn't leave people behind. We could not leave the mission behind. We'd seen too much. We'd seen how um, complex the industry is and how it's not um, geared towards the young people that we support or the talent that we support. And we just couldn't leave that behind. So um, Hatch Films was really born from from that. And three years later, we're, were still going and, and doing some big things. But way before that, in terms of kind of supporting people and helping people develop, that's been my whole career for um, you know, years and years and years. I worked in corporate, I worked in welfare uh, welfare sector, um, helping people develop and, and move on in their careers. And it was through kind of that working in those different sectors that I really saw the uh, how all different sectors treat particularly people of colour. And my own experiences working for seven years in a very well-known um, organisation, but it's well-known industry, sorry, but it's well-known for um, not being the most diverse place um, or industry to work in. So I was often the only person of color in the room, in the team, in the building. I could count on one hand the amount of um, people of color that that kind of worked there. Um, And through those experiences, that really kind of led me towards supporting, being more specific in in who I want to support and how I want to support them. Um, And that led into working in film got rid of corporate, made the money that I wanted to make, bought a house, got married, had children. And then I was like, right, this is my time to uh, to tap into my creative side and, and take a risk. So that's kind of how, how that all came about, really.
0: Again, not small undertakings, particularly when you have these very defining seasons of these different responsibilities when you navigate. Like you mm-hmm. mentioned, you have a family now. It's a different demand. And yet what you... It sounds to me, this is not just a job that you're doing. It sounds very much like a calling that you've managed to kind of transpose into every area or season of your life. You were doing this element of mobilizing and empowering people way back yonder. It's just what you found your hands to do with whatever the tools were available or whatever the stage was given to you at the time, which I think is incredible. I guess my question at this point, I am a big lover of storytelling. This is a big part of our drive here at case to connect which is why we have the podcast and it's amplifying people's real life stories film is a very specific medium of storytelling why film for you
1: um film is really just exciting it is um from i've got a creative background anyway i um i you know worked in i say worked it wasn't really work it was just volunteering and a bunch of friends uh we used to um put on shows at a pub theater and we used to kind of semi-manage the pub theater and do all of that kind of crazy stuff when we were we were young so i've always kind of had this creative background and then film is just the whole industry is exciting to me um what you can the the stories you can tell the messages you can get across the um excitement and passion that you can see through film is just incredible and then working on a film when you see for example recently we worked with we um worked with a new writer to make his first shot and seeing the script as an idea that he had and then it developing a full into a full script and then us be able to read that out loud to then see it on the screen when it's complete and and we've been part of all of that process. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like it. Um, it's kind of one step above. You know, people always say, I love, I love seeing a plan come together. They always say that. Right. Right? But this yeah. is like one step above when you've got a, 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 a film that other people are enjoying and excited by and interested in. Um, mm. It's just incredible. So film is like unmatched for me. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing industry.
0: I, I agree with you so much on that one. I think in terms of kind of the, the kind of platform that film has and its impact with storytelling is kind of second to none. I love reading books, but not everybody likes to read books. But there's more of a chance that more people will see a visual and be moved by what they see. They identify with the character, they identify with, you know, the themes within whatever is there. I, I love what you say about that. I think never have i seen it more moving to someone to see a film i remember just there Mm -hmm. are films that just make me cry and the minute it's done just can't stop crying and i know many people could resonate with that but there is power within what film is able to do in terms of showing stories from different perspectives you know we're just in a digital age now that like has created so many ways in which you can amplify that and give effects really enhance Some form of showing more than what's all simultaneously at the same time. Like it's just, it's so, such a wide spectrum of of brilliance in this one medium. Yeah.
1: And it's it's kind of nuts when you're going through the filmmaking process and you kind of show up on set and you see all the different people that have come together that we've kind of put together to make this. And then you don't know what you're, you don't know, you don't think about that power or anything on what Mm. you're making while you're making it it's it's thought about in the writing and it's very personal to the writer and, and and they draw power from it when you're making it everyone is into it and and together and believes in it but you don't see that power until it hits the audiences and you see someone cry or laugh or you know have uh, have a topic of conversation come out of it you don't see that power yeah. so it's kind of almost like you're in the eye of the storm while it's being made um and then- <laughs> And you come out the other end and you see this amazing thing happen. Mm. Um, and also the, the thing that you don't often see um, that we would see is the the power that it has on the writer and the filmmaker um, mm. because this has been inside of them for so long and it means something to them, uh, particularly the stories that we like to champion the stories from communities that aren't often heard. Um, yeah. And you see that, it's almost kind of, I don't want to be cliche or, or, or cheesy, but it's transformative to that individual yeah. to, to kind of make a film and get that message out there. So yeah, seeing yeah. all of that is just, it's a beautiful thing.
0: I think that's so true. Like firstly, the way that you sound, you made it kind of sound in your description, is like, it is almost like they are birthing something from something that comes conceptualized within. And then it will take a village to nurture this baby into being this fully fledged, you know, manifestation of wonder in terms of when the message gets out. And in that process, everybody who gets involved, the writer, the people that then are kind of appointed to kind of help uh, realise the vision in whichever capacity they can. There is more than just, it's not just a linear interaction, isn't it? There is such a relationship between all of of that in that process, which doesn't, this is why I keep saying it's not a small or a mild undertaking, (laughs) because it becomes like this massive, moving, but very alive thing, um, and yes. the work into it, the emotional investment, the psychology about it. Not to mention, obviously, business and finances for it to actually give it day in the sun is another, you know, um, to and you will know me and I in it as well. And yes. I guess this leads to my next question: in terms mm. of how do you feel that that space is kind of evolving? I know this is a big passion of yourself and your organization, but from where you've started. And now you're kind of in the running of like you're you're, you're proactively someone who's behind the driving seat of change. How have you seen it evolved during your time within this space?
1: Um, It's evolved in a way that I am not a great fan of. Um, I think the film and the difficulty with the film industry is for a long time, it's been like the Wild West. Everyone is doing their own thing. It, a lot of it is not necessarily regulated. The data mm. that comes out or the statistics or the information that comes out isn't accurate. In You just cannot get um, accurate information because of the nature of the industry. It's a lot of freelance work. It's a lot of let's do it now, let's get it done, uh, time, money pressures, etc. So the th- thought of... On top of all of that, being inclusive and diverse often gets pushed to the bottom. And if you think if you're a freelance um, producer, for example, that is responsible for making sure that the crew is um, diverse and the cast is diverse, etc. But you're working with a huge organisation, a huge production company, for example, Mm. on a really great production. And you've got a week to get it prepared and then you start shooting, etc all of the diversity kind of goes out the window, which is not an excuse, mm. but it's um, it just shows the level of how much needs to change within the industry because it is pushed down so much. And I think mm. BLM 2020, like at every industry, it was like, well, we need to get, you know, we need to be seen to be diverse. We need to get this crew, that crew. We need um, these people seen. And what happened in the film industry is that all bubble to the surface so on the surface what the audience see extremely diverse I mean I've seen some amazing black British films TV programs um uh directors producers etc come out of you know the drive for diversity after BLM um but when you walk on the set and you look at um in the lighting department in the camera department in catering etc everything is pretty much the same. Um, it's moving at a much slower rate than you see because directors, actors, producers, everyone sees them. The You know, the, when a film is released, the whole world sees those people. So it's like, right, you've got a black um, director, a female um, writer, etc. we've done our job. But if you walked on the set, I think you'd be shocked at the lack of diversity still. So what we tackle at Hatch Films is, um, those kind of those kind of roles. So when you walk on set, the electricians, the carpenters, the art mm. department, the um, runners, etc. How we look at how diverse those are. Um, so I feel like the industry is the film industry has made strides to uh, on the surface, but mm. below it is it's is still the wild west, and it's still really kind of um, behind. Um, mm. People are taking note. So there are people that will take note. And one thing that we always say when we talk to bigger production companies is let us stop trying to do it yourself and let mm-hmm. us do it. You know, the um, for so long, you've ignored these people. All of a sudden, you've put a focus on these people. They don't necessarily trust you. Your brand might be a trusted, respected brand within a certain demographic. But you've got to realize, is that... Is it still trusted and respected in the demographic that you're trying to reach? Probably not because you've ignored them for so long. So yeah. you need to put your ego aside and realize you might not be the best in the best position to do this work yourself. So come mm-hmm. to Hatch Films, come to the other organizations that do it well, that are trusted by the communities, um, that do actively support them every single day and know what we're talking about and listen. Um, And trust us to do that and help you along the way. Don't put in a huge scheme aimed at diversity. Ask black people to apply and then you get 10,000 people apply and you're choosing five of them to work in your organisation. It's just not, it just doesn't work. Um, It just does not work. Because also you've got to think when they get there, what are they going to meet? How are they going to sustain their career? What environment are they coming into? Have you really prepared... Um, to make it inclusive, to build equity, or are you just shoving them in um, and letting them sink or swim? So the industry is moving at a slow rate, (laughs) Mm -hmm. is the very short answer to your question. I'm
0: very sure (laughs) It was such a great (laughs) answer. I think incredibly comprehensive on on issues that I think really all need to be considered. And even though we're speaking specifically about the film industry, that's kind of in your remit, in some of the conversations that we shared with others in very different fields, it's the same kind of issue. We've got, you know, there's a visibility of the appearance sometimes of perhaps ticking the boxes, but are we actually cultivating or or kind of fostering environments that encourage a level of sustainability? This should be the norm. This is, Mm. this should be changing for long-term, not I've done it this one time and you can see that it's visible to the public view, but Whoever then joins this workforce, like you said, do they feel like this is a trusted or a safe space for them that where their talent is going to be valued, where they are going to be valued and what they're contributing to this space is going to be valued and and having a presence of like, oh, I can see that there is advocacy there by companies like yours and your organization and others like you are trying to kind of be that middleman or or be the mediator to help in in that direction. I, I guess my question would be like, from your view, what do you think that it should look like? You have a much wider, broader, deeper insight as to actually what we, who are the civilian consumers of film, see. We just see what we what's given to us in public media on the final screen, the polished, um, you know, promotion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. From your point of view, like if there's genuine diversity and inclusion as a culture and environment within film, what should that look like in your view?
1: It really should look like that. Um, So if we take, I try to be very specific when I'm talking about the different demographics because Mm. like most industries with film, there are intersections, there are, you know, there's a whole different dynamic. So if I took, for example, um, talent from the global majority, I would want them to be able to walk or apply or um, work on any production could be a period drama, could be a corporate video, could be a high-end TV show, could be a blockbuster film, anything, and feel like they belong working on that um, on that production. What I don't want to happen, which we see often, particularly in film, is, okay, we're going to do this diversity thing, so we're going to have a uh, black, it's going to be a black-led film with the all-black cast, the all-black crew, um, all-black this and all-black that. That is amazing and that has, that is important work that's happening um, and there are organisations that push for that and that is incredible. But we don't want that, uh, we don't want that to be the only thing that that crew can go on to do, is an all-black thing. Um, it needs to be, it needs to be, like I say, they walk on the set of um Downton Abbey for example and don't feel like I'm the only one here um this is a British a white British kind of production Mm -hmm. who am I to be it's that it's 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 really that basic um to be honest it's it's your skill needs to open doors for you um and I think for the film industry it's very um nepotism is is a huge kind of issue within the film industry generally um but these people need to um this talent that is being ignored needs to have access to mm. those people. If nepotism is something that is going to live on in the film industry, like bring bring those people in. And I always say, like, hatch films and other organizations like us are now the people you know that will bring you in. Um so so yeah, a perfect industry or not perfect, but an industry that's mm. um progressing in the right direction for me is yeah is when you see that diversity across all different types of productions, not just funneling people down a production or working on a story that represents their community only. Um, that's, That's kind of the way I look at it.
0: Yeah, I I think it's such a great um description of of an overview of a I think a really inspiring aspiration for what that should look like. And I agree with you in so many ways. I, I, I do wonder in your in kind of like your engagements with as we mentioned, you're you're kind of the middle person, the the gateway between trying to create or mediate between those that are young, aspiring tan, that want to break into the world of film. Do you find fa- do you find in your experience from the narratives that you encounter from these pools of of diverse talent is there kind of a are they are they enthusiastic to get involved with film is it actually kind of like a world that that those that that uh, come from the backgrounds and demographics and representation groups that you you work so strongly with do you find that there is enthusiasm to get in there or more like reticence what is the general vibe that you find in, in 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 the work that you're doing which is really trying to bridge that gap
1: hmm always uh, from the talent always enthusiasm like this is like we won't sugarcoat it working in film is like a dream job for people um it's it's something that people come to us passionate about no one ever really comes to us and is kind of um so so about it it's always this is this is what i want to do um what we try then to do is open their eyes to all of the different things that are involved in film to try and help because we know not everyone's going to be a director for example not everyone is going to be uh, a writer and have their film made not everyone is going to be you know the top you know the top tier talent as they would they would call it but there's so many other things accountants hairdressers makeup artists uh catering like there's so many other things that go on in the film industry that your neighbours could be working in the film industry. You might never hear their name or understand their name, but it'll be there somewhere in the credits of the film because they make a living from, you know, working in the film industry. Um, so I we always get that, always, always get that passion. What we do get, which is great, but on the flip side is a shame, is we will always get, again, I'll take the the example of global maturity or black talent, is... Um, I want to work on Top Boy. I want to work on this show. And it's, uh, I want to be like Michaela Cole. Amazing for inspiration, but the reality is those people are unicorns, as I would call them in the industry. (laughs) They are people that have managed to, you know, managed to break through. They've got amazing talent, but it's not the norm. So it's not mm. um, you know, it's not the norm in the in in the industry. Wow. So we work towards that, but also I believe it's important that these young people understand all of the opportunity that they have um or could have within the industry, not just I want to be Michaela Cole, I want to direct Top Boy, I wanna be, you know, working with John Boyega or whoever it is. Um because that's what that's what they're presented with, you know, yeah. it's um So, yeah, I think it's really important that we open their eyes to everything that they can achieve in the industry rather than just having this one track um, that they've been presented with. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I think, like you said, it's important to have, you know, big aspirations and role models to follow, but having a realistic kind of, like, going with your eyes open. And I think the more and more that... um, individuals and organizations like the one you represent is doing the groundwork of what environment you're going to look forward to how you're going to make this as a long-term living in an an environment that fosters inclusion of you and what you bring and that your skill leads the way is, is such an important element to to kind of engage with anyone that's up and coming and that's certainly kind of an approach we try to do in terms of preparing young people going from education spaces into the workplace because yeah it's it's that whole let's get let's get ourselves prepared for it. So we're dealing less with, you know, the symptomatic issues or the fruit. We can get to the root of it because we've got young people prepared to actually create and and continue reproducing the norm that we're aspiring to. Yeah, I would say yeah. like what, what I wanted to kind of like. Kind of get into as we're kind of coming to a bit of a close is we've we've mentioned about how dni can actually come across as a little bit like tick boxing and to the visible face of the rest of the public we are looking like we are um affirming or we are kind of um taking charge of really trying to meet the needs of of the dni you know demand but actually that DNI is really about the real life experiences of the individuals that are exp- that are living in the marginalised space that are not represented where they should be, or it's not an equal place that feels like an environment that is inclusive. And and I wondered, like, is do you have your own story with this, which drives you so much on behalf of so many other young people?
1: Um. <clears throat> yeah, I suppose I have. Well, I could go on and on and on
0: about
1: about the things Look, I, um, you know, I talked about the industry that I was in before, and there are a few moments that really stand out to me. Um, but kind of I so I was a, I suppose you would call it a middle manager, I was a manager, but of, of kind of a team of people. And then I took on the responsibility of managing the team of people sort of the department and sort of the whole building um, Mm -hmm. at one stage. And um, someone came in, it was a contractor that came in and poked his head in the office and asked um, to speak to Robert. Of course, that's me. So um, the team pointed down to me and he took one look at me and he said, oh, it must be someone else. I'm looking for the manager. So to me to my all white team it was like funny you know haha that you know he is the manager um but to me i knew exactly exactly why you know he had that response i could pinpoint it i was um i've been at that job i was uh, mistaken for the cleaner mistaken for the security guard e- mistaken for the intern um everything but the manager of the team so and that really kind of sums up to me um, this difficulty that people have with um, when we talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, et cetera, is some of it you just need to shut up and listen. Some of it is not like you can't hold up something tangible and say, look, he did this so it means this and mm-hmm. it means that sometimes you have to sit back. There's no process or policy or uh, tick box you need to sit back and actually listen to the lived experience of these people and understand why that might have an impact. It doesn't mean you then go and fire everybody that has said something wrong. You know, it, it just means you need to listen and um, see what you can do within the context of your own workplace. I think there's a real, um, a particularly within in positions that I've been in before, there's a real kind of knee jerk reaction to, um, to do something about it, because we don't want to be seen to doing this. And sometimes that reaction is um, defensiveness. Sometimes that reaction is kind of just dramatic and ridiculous. (laughs) Um, There needs to be somewhere in between, it needs to be kind of a real listen to understand. um, And that is what I've lacked in my career, that listening to understand. And that really led me to being the one that wants to listen. So then I can, we always say um, with Hatch Films, it always needs to be flexible because what they need today in two weeks time, it might not be what they need. They might need something different, something in the industry or the world has changed. So yeah. they might need different support. So this kind of need to, have everything written down in a process and be tangible is really kind of need to rip it up sometimes
0: yeah. um
1: and then so that was kind of my experience for for work and then um One day, so I've got two boys and I've always thought about what they're going to do when they grow up. How are they going to navigate the world? What are they going to be? What do they want to do as work? And often I thought, actually, if they want to work in film, great, because, you know, I can (laughs) I can help them with that. But then I really want them at the same time as a parent, I want them to um, have the tools to navigate the difficulties in life. Um, the difficulties that they may may face as a um, as young black men um, or young black boys and then one day at the age of my eldest was six and we picked him up from school me and my wife and we were driving we got to the car strapped in and these two boys came cycling up to we had our windows open it was in the summer they came cycling up to the car and one of them didn't see the car, so he slammed on his brakes. We weren't moving. It w- we were static. Slammed on his brakes, and he shouted, watch the... And he, they said the N-words, straight into the car with my six-year-old. And my six-year-old doesn't know... He, he doesn't miss a trick, as people would say. So I thought, you know, he didn't hear. I got really, you know, angry and, and frustrated. He I thought he didn't hear, and on the way back, he just said, what does... mean Mean, yeah so then that was the door open then so for me uh that really kind of drove me towards you know what this is um this I don't want him to face this or have have an additional burden to tackle as he goes as he grows up and moves into his career I want him to know now what's coming so not to limit his um thoughts or aspirations but I see it as Given him the lottery numbers. This is what you're. This is what you could face. This is what happens in the world. So let's think about how you. If that does happen to you, how you move around it. Let's think about that now. So when you encounter it, you don't spend weeks or months or years thinking, "How do I do it? What do I do?" And it doesn't throw you. So, um, so and with Hatch Films, I want the people that we train and that we um, develop and support to know the hurdles that they could face within the industry. It shouldn't be a secret to them. So when they get to it, they think, right, I know how to navigate that. Let's jump over that hurdle and move on to the next thing so I can be great in my career, et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of my kind of, yeah, story in a in a roundabout way. And that's, that's, very, that's why I do what I do.
0: But very, very, I think, pertinent and important kind of like, those are landmarks in the journey, isn't it? Mm-hmm. These are the things that, that, that drive us. And I love what you said about, you know, it's, it's how that kind of is even approached, even as we're educating young people about this is what the world could look like. And here are the means in terms of either shattering those ceilings, or finding ways to navigate it, still holding on to your humanity is such a fine line. And again, not yeah. an easy undertaking, because we got it. Could go two ways. We could either be fostering like be fearful of the world out there, rather than I am here to dominate the world. Is it ready for yeah. me? In that kind of confidence, yeah. and that's what we want everybody to feel in the spaces yeah. that they, they feel called to occupy. And I respect that so much, Robert. It's just been an absolute pleasure to to hear your story and your insight. I think we need more individuals like you in the creative space. I I, I feel like the creative space is very very lucky to have you, Thank <laughs> um, you. as an advocate. <laughs> It is. And because this is no easy feat. Um, And what I love is like your journey has come from very different spaces to where you are now, but nothing has been wasted. It clearly has prepared you for the platform that you're occupying now and being someone who is inspiring others, role modelling for others and also being a, a safe space that gateways others into their next step. Is a, is a huge privilege and I think it should be respected. So thank you so thank much you. for sharing uh, your work with us today and we'll be sure to be following your work. Uh, please look at the uh, details underneath the caption of this podcast and you can catch Robert and, and follow his work on LinkedIn and um, Hatch Films and all of the work that they're endeavouring to do. Thank you so much thank for being with us today, Robert. Take thank
1: care. Thank you, it's a pleasure, thanks. <laughs>